Log Talk Radio. Welcome to tonight's edition of Students for Better Future Radio. I'm your host, Doreen Finkel, with Ruben Torres. Hi, Ruben. How are you, Doreen? Say hi. Welcome, everyone. How are you doing tonight? We have a great show, right? We have a. We always have a great show, but tonight is a special show. Very special. It, it is a very special show tonight. Um, we're going to be introducing to our audience topics and talking about a company um, and uh, it's, uh, you know, throwing some terms out to you. And um, folks, we're getting a little static on the radio, so if you hang out, uh, the, the operator's got to figure out where it's coming from. Um, uh, okay, Ruben, do, do you hear it too? Uh, okay. a, a, little, a little, slightly. Okay, I, I will try to minimize it to wherever it's coming from, um, folks. So hold on a minute. Um, but anyhow, um, we are going to be talking about GMOs, okay? And um, we know GMOs is genetic modified organisms. And um, I'm going to be also introducing uh, another word to you guys. It begins with an M. And Ruben, do you know what that word is? It's a company. Monsanto. Monsanto, Monsanto. Based, out of, based out of St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri, right. Okay, and um, this particular company, Ruben, um, well, it is a sustainable agricultural company. And they encourage or empower farmers to produce more from their land while conserving more of the world's natural resources. And they do this with leading seed brands, and they produce what they call in-the-seed trade technologies for farmers, which, according to them, are uh, aimed at protecting their yield and reducing their costs. Does that sound good, Ruben? Well... I have to tell you that uh, the research that I've done on, on Monsanto and the, and the cozy relationship that Monsanto and, and the Obama administration have, it, it's kind of it's very scary. Uh, a lot of uh, top uh, Obama administration officials have close ties to Monsanto. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yes. Okay, so Ruben just opened the door. <laughs> to something we're going to be discussing tonight uh, with our guest. I'm a uh, troublemaker. Name, right, he's a big troublemaker. He just let the cat out of, out of the hat here. Um, <laughs> our guest is a very special guest. Um, she has researched this, and she is a researcher, um, and she has done lots of, of stuff like this, and she's very knowledgeable on, on this company. Um, and uh, she, in fact, she's already here on the line. 
Uh, I'd like to welcome to the show Lisa Elkins Goodman. Lisa, welcome to the show. Can you hear me, Lisa? Are you? Hold on. Uh, no, okay, I'm here. Can you hear yeah, me, okay. Lisa? Yeah. Okay. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. Can you give us a little background, perhaps about what you do, and even about Monsanto? Um, well, I, I've been a, a Montessori teacher for the past 26 years, um, and uh, part of the, the cultivation of our my schools um, and and also, you know, uh, the communities that I live in is building um, edible schoolyards and uh, community gardens, you know, using only organic heirloom seeds. Um, to combat, you know, what, what what most people are buying off their food shelves and trying to bring people back to basically a grassroots effort uh, through children and through communities of growing their own food and the importance of, um, you know, being able to cultivate and, you know, and eat non-genetically modified organisms. Okay. So you you pretty much have, have studied this. Um, now uh, the the stuff that um, we're going to talk about is about this company Monsanto, um, and I did an opener, okay, and you know uh, I got it right off the company's website. It says it's a sustainable agricultural company, and they encourage farmers to produce more from their land while conserving more of the world's natural resources. Um, you know, well, all of that sounds good, right? Um, yeah, like sustainable so, development sounds good, you know. Um, but it's but it's but when you look into it, it's really not good. Okay, and Ruben had um, sort of led on to some. Uh, can you talk about? Uh, give us a little bit more background about this particular company. Um, well, uh, Monsanto was developed uh, in 1901, uh, and it was founded by John Francis uh, Cuny, and he was a member of the Knights of Malta, and he was also a 30-year pharmaceutical veteran, and he was married to Olga Olga Mendez Monsanto, for which the Monsanto Chemical Works uh, was named after. So... It, you know, it's real interesting. A lot of people think, you know, kind of like with the NSA, that Monsanto is like kind of a recent development. It really isn't. And they, they came about by producing the first chemical um, saccharin, you know, sold at Coca-Cola as an artificial sweetener. So they've really been around a lot longer, I think, than than most people realize. I mean, 1901, that's, that's how long Monsanto has been around. Uh, okay, so then, um, so then, what exactly is their intention? Okay, I, I know they have developed GMOs. Okay, um, what, what what is their ultimate goal? Um, well, I mean, uh, that's pretty. That, that that's an in-depth subject. I mean, for me, uh, it's it, it it goes hand in hand with. Um, you know, the pharmaceutical industry and the medical industry making a profit off of our illness and death, ultimately. That's what I believe Monsanto is about. Although they, they, they promote themselves as 
feeding world, you know, um, through, you know, these genetically modified uh, foods that we ingest, you know, that that pests, that pests can't get to, that you know, insects can't, um, you know, ruin their crops. Well, of course they can't, you know, because can't because they're, you know, full of Roundup and uh, all sorts of really nasty chemicals that are um, repellent to, you know, the natural world. But the natural world also includes bees, which we know, you know, are a crucial part, you know, of, of pollination. Monsanto has you know, developed ways of creating, you know, uh, drones, you know, in, in, in the in the shape of bees and hummingbirds that are pollinating these crops um, with pesticides, basically. They're, they are pollinating these genetically modified crops um, with pesticides through uh, the use of uh, drones, you know. So it's, it's eliminating the bee culture, you know. They, they don't even need bees, anymore to pollinate crops, they're able to um, pollinate and poison the crops that we eat of the genetically modified foods, um, <laughs> I mean, through, through, through their own mechanisms that are using little, little tiny drones, you know, uh, to do it. It's amazing. I mean, it really is fantastic, yeah. you know, in a way, I mean, it's, it's brilliant. You know, um, unfortunately, it's just not um, good for our health, and I believe it's causing disease and illness, uh, which, like I said, the pharmaceutical and the medical industry um, is benefiting from. Right. Um, Ruben, I know you'd wanted to ask some questions. Well, I like to to, uh, go right into the, the political aspect of <laughs> of the the whole situation with Monsanto and the Obama administration. Uh, before, when when Mr. Obama got elected, he he stated that he was going to be you know his, his his administration was open transparency in government. He was, he was adamant about promising that if he got elected and when he was elected that he would not do business the old way, just like everyone else. That he would be responsible to the people's needs. Well, then we got the real Obama, and the relationship that came out of uh, that has come out of uh, Monsanto and, and, and the Obama administration is that the new food safety czar is a former vice president of Monsanto, Michael Taylor, and then we have other individuals that have been filling a lot of positions within the administration, within the government agencies that are part of Monsanto. My question to you is the influence that that uh, former Monsanto leaders or officials are currently in the government, in the Obama administration, the influence, how, so, how deadly so, right. and how bad is that? Right. So, Ruben, what you're saying is that uh, Monsanto has, um, uh, you know, uh, Infiltrated. Have they have influenced. They have infiltrated the uh, Obama administration in order to pass their agenda, which is, you know, pushing GMO. My question is, how do you see that for now and for the future of our country regarding that that immense 
influence that uh, these leaders from Monsanto are having in our government policies. With our food. Well, uh, yeah, he. It, it wasn't that you know. Well, first of all, we know the whole hope and change and transparency thing was just a hoax. Okay, so um, it, it, and it worked. I mean, it, it really did work for a while. But there's actually this thing that's called the Mon- Monsanto Protection Act right. that Obama mm-hmm. signed. So it Correct. wasn't that he so much was influenced by Monsanto. He he had huge support as a running candidate by Monsanto. So this was always part of the agenda. This was always part of the Obama agenda, you know, um to they funded him, you know. He lied, they funded him, you know, and, and they have their own Mons- the Monsanto Protection Act. I mean, uh, what a ridiculous thing. You know, uh, let's let's protect GMOs. Obama signed it into law, and um, and he was heavily funded. You know, uh, before he ever became president, and also um, you know through the, the the GMOs. You know, he was also funded through the GMOs, which is called the seed immunity to federal courts. You know, um, among other things. Right. Um, but yeah, the, I just go ahead, Ruben. Uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Doris. Uh, uh, Chris, I was going to say, I just received a text from somebody that said another, a number of people have held positions at Monsanto and in U.S. government agencies, such as the FDA and the United States, the, uh, and the United States Environmental Protection Agency and the Supreme Court. And, the, um, yeah. and so the Monsanto has apparently infiltrated other parts of the government as well. Um, they funded. They funded. They have agenda. infiltrated. Yes. They funded. They. I mean, they have. They. They've been funding since the, the early 1900s. So it's not that they've so much infiltrated. I mean, it might look that way from us right now. You know, in 2015. Um, but it's not that they've infiltrated it. They've funded presidents. You know, and elect, elected or the candidates, presidential, you know, electoral candidates, who was going to take the bribe? You know, of course, Obama took the bribe. I mean, they've they've been there all along. They've been funding, you know, uh, political campaigns from, you know, I mean, since the turn of the century. But 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 Go ahead, I, Ruben, I, the, I know I cut you off. I I think the the part that has become accustomed within without, within our government is that Monsanto actually wrote the act. And yes, that happened they also did, but it was signed battle. into law by Obama. Right. So we, this, this precedent that is happening both with Obamacare that was signed, basically the, the bill was, the legislation was written by the healthcare industry. Yes. It's basically demonstrating, demonstrating how corrupt this current administration has become. And yeah. it was all along. It's just that we didn't we weren't we didn't become aware of it, you know, um you know, until fairly recently, like a decade ago. But it's been there, you know, the 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 community of genetically engineered foods, seeds mm-hmm. um, you know, have immunity to the federal courts. 
Um, so the funding has been there all along. You know, it's just okay. that we, the people of the United States um, and elsewhere, you know, uh, I mean, around the world, it just hasn't come to light, you know, until like a decade ago. I mean, it's it's just, it's amazing. They've been there. The Monsanto Corporation is infamous for infiltrating um uh, politics and um, who's and and you know uh, who's going to sign on to what? I mean, and heavily funded the Obama campaign before he ever became president. Heavily funded his campaign. So if they've been there. They've been there all along. Um, it, it's just that we just. It's just that the you know most people haven't come to realize the you know uh, complexities of how right. deep. That funding goes. I, 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 yeah, I happen to agree with you on that. That a lot of these uh, corrupted uh, acts have happened in the past. But in regards to Monsanto, what I see different today is that Monsanto is not just spreading their, you know, their seeds. Not just in the United States. They're doing it all over the world. They're going global. They have been going global in 1996. They they infiltrated. They they arrived in Argentina, and in Argentina, more people have gotten cancer, are in cancer treatment because of the GMOs and GEs that have been implemented, and have pushed a lot of the farms in Argentina to suffer. And Argentina today is one of the biggest exporters of GMO soybeans. Am I correct? Yeah. You're yeah. Abso- yeah, you're absolutely correct, yes. Okay. Now, I just got um, some information from people who are texting me, and they mentioned um, all these people that have been involved uh, with Monsanto in some way, um, and they mentioned some names. One of them was Errol H. Harbison, Jr. He was in the... Um, served with the Central Intelligence Agency for 18 years, and he was rising to the rank of deputy director. Um, He had a career at Monsanto, and he played the roles of chief operating officer, director of Monsanto. Also, Michael Friedman, um, an MD. He was a senior vice president of research development. Um, A couple notables here, um, Linda J. Fisher, she was an assistant administrator at United States Environmental Agency. Um, and there's a whole host of people, um, you know, who have uh, worked for Monsanto in some way and in some way have also been involved with the government. So uh, this company is very much interconnected into lobbying. And um, the concern is that um, because they have lobbied the government so much that they have done some things to sacrifice the safety of of us, the consumer. So, right. Ultimately, they don't care about the safety of the consumer. There's there's an act, and it's H.R. 933, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, it's a, the consolidation of the continuing it. Uh, Appropriations Act of, of 2013. It's a continuation act, okay? So it started a lot further than, back than that. And it is to support 
I, I mean, that Congress has supported through the Department of Justice, Department of Just, uh, Commerce, Science, and, um, and different provisions, and also the foreign assistance-related programs that support, you know, this act um, that, you know, protects Monsanto. It doesn't protect the consumer. It protects Monsanto. We know that we're being poisoned, you know, and that's another thing is about labeling. There's been a lot of advocacy about labeling, you know, that right. we want to know what it is that we're actually ingesting. And it's been a, a long, hard fight, you know, um, that that I've been, you know, actively a part of for the past at least eight years. Um we just want to know what it is that we're consuming. But Monsanto has so much money, so much power that's that's defeating this. It, I mean, that it's trying to make it so we, we don't know, you know, what we're ingesting. Why is it that every yeah. single tomato and apple, you know, that you buy has that sticker on it? You have to know what the numbers are. There's There's a sequence of numbers, and I can post it on your chat because I know what it is. So you know what that sequence of numbers is um, that you want to avoid. But who's? I mean, I mean, really, it takes a lot of work to look at those little tiny labels with those numbers on them to know um, if you're getting Monsanto, which is the you know 99.9 percent majority of what you're consuming, and relative to what you're not. I mean, who wants to read every single number to know they're not they're not protecting our safety? And our health, because like I said, it's the medical industry yeah. and pharmaceutical industry. And there's a caller, uh, caller 248-978. You want to ask a question? Hello, you're live on the air. Caller 248-978. Um, Don't be shy. Okay. Don't be shy. Yeah, I'm here. Yes, we can uh, hear you. No, I can, uh, yeah. can you just talk a little louder? Yeah, the question that I have is they're putting all this toxins in these foods and it's causing people cancer, right? Yes. And what can we do about it? Go ahead. Do you want me to do that? Yeah, go ahead. We're literally poisoning people here. Go ahead. Well, I don't. I don't think it matters who who you think you're appointing because I don't really think that that is really relevant. I don't think that we really appoint anybody. It's always, uh, you know, it's decided elsewhere. You know, um, it's like our vote. You know, who we who we're voting for. Um, it's like Obama, you know, the whole hope and change and that he was going to, you know, um, you know, defeat Monsanto and all this stuff. All these things he says, that he was going to veto the National Defense Authorization Act and then he withdrew his veto. Forget it. You know, um, it, it has to start at a grassroots effort. You forget your elected officials, okay, because they're liars. They're, they're not going to tell you the truth. They're not going to be forthright, and they're not going to do what's in your best interest. It really depends upon the individual to get active in their own community to to start advocating against, you know, um, Monsanto or, or 
the wars or whatever. I mean, you people have to be active in their communities. It's not going to happen um, with your elected officials because, first of all, they're not elected. They're chosen. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Ruben. Well, I, you know, like I said, I, I've been reading up, uh, I've been studying the uh, the subject for a while, and more more on the uh, influence, the political aspect of it, the corruption, and and how that puts all of us, uh, all Americans, in in very serious uh, uh, dangerous situations. Uh, there was a study done. Uh, by the by, a French group in in uh, Europe, where they tested uh, the best of the GMOs that can be offered on rats, and that basically it showed that the lifespan normally would be 80 days. They died in 60 days. It caused uh, multiple organs damages, uh, damages of the organs, and 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 cancerous tumors. Have you heard of that that study that was done in 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 France? I I have, yeah. Okay. So at yeah. least we have we have at least some hope that there are organizations out there that are not willing to take the money from uh, Monsanto and and other biotech companies. They're not right. that they're, they're they're not pushing you know, the, their agenda, because that we need to have very, very, we have to unify as, as people, we have to unify because they're very unified and so far we're not. Right. And, uh, you know, we had this conversation a while ago about GMOs, um, you know, and, um, uh, you know, they're, it's all it's when we go to the supermarket uh, all the fruits and vegetables come from they are all genetic genetically modified and so we have to educate the consumer um how to get around that and you know places to go where they can get natural fruits and and whatnot and and you know um uh so they can shop better as well because um, I don't know about you, Lisa, when I go to the supermarket, everything is genetic modified there in the fruits and vegetables sections, you know. Um, and and I don't know how it is out in California. Um, well, you know, I mean, you, you have to, even in organic stores here in California, you still have to watch out for genetically modified, you know, food. I mean, right. Right. It's like the seeds of destruction. It, it, there's a hidden agenda of gen- genetic manipulation, um, and, and and so you can't even escape it. In your what you would think, if you go to a health food store, my anticipation is that if I walk into a health food store, I'm not going to buy. I'm safe to know that nothing in that health food store is going to be genetically modified. Not true. It's just not true. You know, um, because even there, where you think you're safe because you're kind of trusting their name, that they're, you know, Sprouts or Whole Foods or what have you, that you're going to get safe food. And that's not even the case. It's 
it, it, through through money, through propaganda, it, they've infiltrated health food stores because they're making so much more money off, um, you know, providing or, or selling genetically modified organisms. To me, if you go into a health food store, it means that you should not be subjected to any GMOs, period. You know, um, and, and that used to be the case. Um, but it isn't anymore. We're all subjected anywhere. You know, uh, it's 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 really it, it's in an epidemic proportion. The the genetic manipulation through food chains um, is is astronomical. It, you can't get away from it anywhere. You have to be you have to be your own advocate to be so careful about what you put inside your body and not just what you put inside your body, but what's in the air, what's in the soil. I mean, it's not just about what's in our food. It's about what they're spraying, what, what, right. what Monsanto is spraying, uh, and then it's in the soil, and so it's in the air. You know, so we're breathing it. I mean, I mean, it really takes vigorous advocacy, you know, to fight against this monstrosity of Monsanto. I mean, it really is. It's a huge challenge. Right, Lisa, um, Lisa, you brought up a good, ahead, up a good point. Oh, thank you. Uh, you brought up a good point because we had the incident, uh, and I'm not sure if most people are familiar with it. Whole food, which is known to be an organic, typical organic health store, the largest health store in the country. Yeah. Well, there was a report uh, about. Uh, six months ago, six to eight months ago, where their stock went down because a lot of the customers had heard that Whole Food was being pressured by Monsanto to basically take some of their seeds, some of their GMOs, and Whole Food was thinking about doing that. Do you recall that? Yeah, well, they have done it. You, they have I, we done have it. Whole Foods here in in California, and I mean, you, they they do have genetically modified organisms. They do have Monsanto products on their shelves, which is such a misnomer. It's like, are you going to a whole? You know, when you think about the word Whole Foods, like it's it's safe. You know, it's right. organic. It's safe to shop here. It's not so anymore. Um, because they, you now you have to very carefully pick through, you know, um, your produce, you know, or your baked goods or your meats um, that isn't, you know, genetically modified. Ridiculous. I mean, don't call yourself Whole Foods or whatever. You don't claim that you're an organic health food store if you even allow these products in, which, by the way, as you guys know, I know you know this, that how it's destroying crops of farmers that are growing organically. You know, they're, they're just a wash. I mean, if you've got a farm next to you, you know, that is, is doing, has genetically modified seeds, you know, those can just drift over into your organic, you know, farm uh, and, and affect it, and it is. And not only that, but like I say, going back to the, the bees, um, the, the drone bees, the Monsanto drone bees that are pollinating 
plants, well, what's to say that they're not pollinating your neighbor's organic farm? Sure they are. They're drifting over there. They're destroying everything to where it's not, I mean, now they're paying farmers to, like, not grow their food. You know, um, it's it's just, it really is an epidemic proportion. And, I mean, we have community gardens. The community gardens that I started here and elsewhere, you know, across the state and in schools, um, you know, we are we were also subjected to the same thing. So if we if we had GMOs, you know, in a field next to us, that would spread over into you know our soil. You know, uh, it, it, the seeds would spread over through birds or what have you, drones, and and, and then cross pollinate or drop their seeds into. And then what do we have anymore? What do we? How can we as a farmer? Because I am a farmer. How do we know that what's in our garden anymore isn't genetically modified, whether on purpose or through the wind right. or through the birds, you know, or the drones? Right. And um, actually, Lisa, I want to talk a minute about Agent Orange um, uh, only because it is a herbicide and it was manufactured by um, Monsanto's and uh you know, and and uh, you know, we have a lot of vets who have sent me information about Agent Orange um, and and how it affected them. And um, Agent Orange, uh, according to the information I have, is a herbicide and a defoilant. It was used by the U.S. military as part of its herbicidal warfare program. It's called Operation Ranch Hand during the Vietnam War from 1961 to 1971. Um, and it was a mixture of equal parts of two herbicides. And then they give this number here. Um, but during the late 1940s and 50s, um, sorry, folks, we've just done a lot of static on blog talk radio tonight, uh, but I can show you during playback, it doesn't pick up these sounds. Sometimes, um, you know, there's a storm and um, and it just happens that way. Um, so bear with me uh, uh, to figure out where they had to fix it a little bit. Um, but anyhow, during the late 1940s and the 50s, the U.S. and British collaborated on the development of herbicides with the potential applications in warfare. And some of those products were, bought, were brought to market as herbicides. And the British, they were the first to employ the herbicides and defoilants to destroy the crops, bushes, and trees of communist insurgents in in Malaya during the uh, Malayan emergency. And these operations then laid the groundwork for the subsequent use of Agent Orange and other defoilants um, for the U.S. And then in 1961, the president of South Vietnam asked the United States to conduct an aerial herbicide spring in his country. And in August of that year, the South Vietnam Vietnamese Air Force initiated the herbicide operations with American help. Um, and the intent was to, of course, you know, um, use it against the Vietnamese. And um, in, in doing so, however, our own guys were exposed to it. And um, it, it was not only, Agent Orange was not only manufactured by Monsanto, but also Dow Chemical. And then it got its name from the color of the orange-striped barrels in which it was shipped and by far the most widely used of the so-called rainbow herbicide. 
and let me give all these numbers here. Um, but this was the first time the herbicide was used in war. And um, the the government of Vietnam said 4 million of its citizens were exposed to Agent Orange and as many as 3 million have suffered illnesses because of it. And these figures include the children of people who, who were exposed, some of the types of um, things that were uh, have happened to these people were that um, the um, uh, children were being born with cleft plate, mental disabilities, hernias, and extra fingers, and, and whatnot. And it gives rise to a whole host of genetic diseases, including an increased risk of cancer. Um, so are you still there, Lisa? Yeah, that's part of the chemical weapons branch of the of the United States, uh, of the Iglin Air Force Base. So, and you're right, yeah, it was between 1962 and 1970. Um, and it's 72 million liters, okay, of herbicide, which were mostly Agent Orange, um, were spread over mm-hmm. Vietnam. It wasn't just Vietnam. You know, and I and I, mm-hmm. I believe it was called um, Operation Ranch Hand um, mm-hmm. was the name of the spraying program. Um, and I mean, and it wasn't just over Vietnam. I, I you know, like you and I spoke about yesterday. Uh, Doreen is uh, my my father was a bombardier in the Second World War, and they were spraying um, Agent Orange among other things. What we now call chemtrails, um, they were spraying back in the Second World War over North America, over our own citizens, as an experiment, you know, uh, for the FDA. You know, not it wasn't just Vietnam. You know, it wasn't. It, it was here. It was right at home. They were required to spray. It, it was. It was aerosol toxic spraying over North America, um, and it was funded through the FDA, right here at home. It wasn't really? just Vietnam. Yeah, it wasn't just Vietnam. I mean, it, you know, when we say that, oh, we just did this here, oh, yeah, of course, you know, um, our our own servicemen were exposed to that for sure. But it wasn't just our servicemen. It was all of us, all of us. There was aerosol spraying of Agent Orange throughout North America in the 40s. And it was a requirement Um, of the bombardiers, you know, the bombardier flyers, to have these aerosol sprayings. We've been sprayed at least since the 40s. And it was funded through Monsanto. It was Monsanto that gave us the aerosol toxic spraying, and it wasn't just Agent Orange. Uh, okay, hold on. Um, Ruben, um, are you there, Ruben? I'm here. Um, yeah, okay, right Ruben, now, I think um, it's your mic that's giving me a hard time here. But that's okay. Is yeah, this? We can hear you. Yeah. All right, Lisa. Uh, yeah. Currently, currently today we have 26 countries that have banned GMOs. Why doesn't the United States of America, our country, ban GMOs? I mean, I, I have a good idea why. I'd like to hear your, your opinion on it. 
Okay, and this is just my opinion on it, okay? Um, when, you know, when the Club of Rome, which goes way back, um, mm-hmm. decided that they were going to do their depopulation agenda, uh, which was then, you know, na- well, eventually after that named Agenda 21, um, which now goes by the name of Smart Growth, okay, which is mm-hmm. a really catchy phrase. Right, and people buy it. They do. Smart growth. It sounds good, you know. Um, you know, we don't want to leave our carbon footprint. This and that. Um, you know, get people in, you know, smallly condensed, you know, areas and in, in city populations. Get people off their land, basically. Um, I believe that it's part of the depopulation agenda, which I believe is basically a result of the fact that that you know that politicians you know democrats republicans since we only have a two party system here in the united states let's face it um have failed miserably you know they 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 can't control the masses um so i believe that it, it is their way using climate change global warming smart growth agenda 21 get people off the land, get them into condensed populated areas and kill them off. I mean, I really believe it is um it's just a it's just a it's just a massive kill off, you know, um just like how syphilis the syphilis, you know, uh, epidemic started with the African Americans, you know, and they were able to kill so many of them like Bill Gates um with his um uh, his um fantabulous vaccines for Africans, um, which is basically the breeding ground for um, experiments, um, is just to, you know, it, it causes infertilization, as Bill Gates quite proudly notes. Yes, this will cause you to not be able to have children anymore. Well, what they're spraying on us, what they're putting in our soil, what they're putting in our food, basically is killing us. Um, so I believe that it's about getting getting the population down to where it's manageable because they have not yet, been, in their minds, been able to manage us in their, in their perspective, you know. So I, I believe it's all about the food and drug industry, you know, the pharmaceutical industry, making money right. off of our illness and, and death, ultimately. You know, um, it's just, they're just getting rid of us. That's, yes. that's my personal opinion. And that's we have a caller opinion. from, yeah, we, have, we, have a call, we have a caller on the line, 248-978. You're live on the air. Hello? Yeah, um, yeah I have uh, some friends that are farmers, and they're not allowed to use their own seed anymore. Is this part of what right. we're talking about here? Is this part of what we're talking about? That are not yeah, to use sure. yes, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, so the, so go ahead, Ruben. Go ahead, sir. Finish. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, sir. sir. You're live on the air. Two four eight. Okay. Well, the point here is, is uh, they were telling me that they can't use their own seed anymore. If they get caught doing that. They uh they face multiple fines. Well, that's the problem. If these if the congressmen and everybody that 
to control this, we have to go grassroots to, to stop this. So everything we're yeah. eating, we're putting poisons in our system. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think what I, what I have said from the very beginning when, when we started this radio program, uh, not today, but we have to unify as, as, as Americans, as people, as people of the, of the world, we have to unite. In Argentina, people are starting to unite because there's so many people who are hurting and suffering from GMOs that have been exposed uh, in, um, in Argentina. Just, just read up on, on, on the cases of people who are, who are dying from cancer. Before 1996, Monsanto, Monsanto arrived in Argentina in 1996. Before that, cancer was not something that was common in, in Argentina, in, in the whole country. Now it's a major problem. Yeah, and well, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I think you're right as far as a grassroots effort. But then, then since you recognize, uh, since the caller recognize, recognizes that it, it takes a grassroots effort, then do something about it. Get local, get organized, you know, do, you know, promote, organize um, an edible schoolyard for your kids, a community garden. Um, because it's, I'll tell you what, I, I, for the past four years, I've been teaching public school high school students, okay? And these kids don't even know how to use a shovel. I mean, they don't know how to do anything as far as, you know, you know building a garden, you know, cultivating the soil. You're right. It does happen to be a grassroots effort. And, but I, I really, want to stress to people that don't just talk about it, do something about it. Get involved. Get Organize a community garden. Organize a school garden. Teach these kids how to grow their own food because I'm telling you, the bottom line is that's what it's going to come to. And if these people don't know how to grow their own food, we're sunk. You know, we're sunk. Now, you know, um, right, you, right. You had mentioned that... Um, you know, it was here, the Agent Orange was being used in the United States. Um, I want to point out that um, on February 2012, Monsanto agreed to settle a case covering the dioxin contamination around a plant in Nitro, West Virginia, that had made Agent Orange. And um, they agreed to pay up to $9 million for cleanup of affected homes and $84 million for medical monitoring of the people affected and the community's legal fees. So uh, it's kind of interesting, and a lot of people don't know that. Um, and then on the 9th of August 2012, the United States and, and the Vietnam began a cooperative cleaning up of the toxic chemical on part of the... Um, the Danang International Airport, uh, marking the first time Washington has been involved in cleaning up Agent Orange in Vietnam. And Danang was the primary storage site of the chemical. And then there have been other cleanup sites going on between the United States and Vietnam. So uh, this has been a, a very, very interesting um, finding, you know, and uh, I wish our vets would call in um, to, if they, you know, uh, to tell us to think they were affected by Agent Orange, 
I know a lot of them oh, text me. And, and there were so Go many. Ahead. And the vet, if it weren't for the vets, we wouldn't even know this happened. It, it's because of the veterans that we know that that, that this has taken place. I mean, it's that they're they're huge advocates out there um, uh, that have been affected by right. Agent Orange. Yeah. Right. They're the biggest um, advocates and- that you've got out there, you know. Um, and I just want to say this, that, you know, again, that the formation, you know, um, of the of Monsanto was through the Knights of Malta. So if, if people don't know who the Knights of Malta are, um, then I that it's worth researching, you know. But I'm telling you, Vietnam was in full agreement, okay, of of the of the Agent Orange being spread upon its people. That that agreement was planned way before they were ever exposed. They fully knew wow. that their their civil yeah that their civilians were going to be exposed to it, just like I mean, I mean right. <laughs> Just like Pearl Harbor, you know, like we knew about that. We we knew that that was a compromise. That we, you know, that was part of the, you know, the payback. You know, we we had to have some kind of, you know, retaliation. But yeah, no, there. I mean, the veterans are the ones that know the most about Agent Orange, and there's lots of advocacy, um, primarily from them. Right, and I know our veterans are listening. Um, again, uh, if you want to ask a question, press 1 in the queue, okay? Um, you're encouraged to do so. Uh, so I, I I do see that you're listening, and I'd like to welcome our friends from Ohio. Welcome to the show. I see that you're listening. And um, Ruben, go ahead. You can ask. Well, the good news, Lisa, Doreen, and, and our audience, um, we have we have countries that are actually doing something about it. We have countries in Europe, uh, Hungary, is destroying all Monsanto GMOs. Uh, China is doing the same thing. Uh, so basically, and isn't you know, Russia too? Isn't it? Didn't Russia? Russia, correct. Uh-huh. Russia, and there's other countries that are joining the ban against Monsanto. So I think I think. Very quietly, we're we're actually making a difference. Lisa, you in California, other people in there, little by little, there is. Imagine if we actually get together and unite on a on, on a on a global level. They will not be able to proceed. Well, that's it. Continue. Well, you and, know what? And the European nations, you know, and other nations. Um, you know, are just smarter than the United States. That's that's, uh, and that's just kind of the basics of it. Um, we here, you know, it, it's like, does the Constitution really apply to us? Actually, no, it doesn't. So, do we have any rights? No, we actually don't. So, I mean, the bottom line is, we we have, especially here in California, you know, right? We're supposed to be the most liberal state in the United States. And there's been so much advocacy against Monsanto and we haven't accomplished it yet. There's something really wrong here. You know, uh it's very telling to what actually, you know, what our rights um are. 
you know, here in the States. Um, it, it, and there really aren't very many. It's it's pathetic to say we're not a sovereign nation. We've never been a sovereign nation. We've never had any rights. Uh, as far as being the free world, <laughs> yeah, forget it. You know, that, that's just not, not a fact. There should the highest advocacy should be coming from the United States, but we're gulping down Monsanto, you know, um, every single day. I mean, we, we don't really have the kind of advocacy and rights that we that we really should here in the States because it's all a hoax. We don't have rights. You have more rights abroad than we have here. Yes, okay. and, uh, you know, it's funny you guys mentioned... Hold on, Ruben. Funny you guys mentioned about um, advocacy groups. Um, I do want to mention one good thing that came out of this. Um, in 1980, New Jersey, believe it or not, um, created the New Jersey Agent Arms Commission. It was the first state commission created to study its effects. And the commission's research project it was done in association with Rutgers University. It was called the Pointman Project. Um, and it went on until 1996. And during that commission, researchers devised ways to determine small dioxin levels in blood. And prior to this, such levels can only be found in um, fat tissue. Um, but then w they studied, um, you know, Vietnam veterans and who were exposed to Agent Orange, and then they compared them to a control group and... Um, they began to um, come out with their findings and um, to see how the, the they were affected. So a, group, a small group, you know, and give us a little bit of hope, um, did get together to do that. So go ahead. Well, that's and I fantastic. So that, that's a model program. And that, that program should be, you know, should be it really, you know, advocated for and, and and introduced, you know, to other communities because it does take, I mean, it does take a community, I'm not going to say to raise a village because that's what Hillary Clinton said. So, um, but, you know, it that kind of advocacy um, can take place and that is remarkable. But I want to add this. Okay, so uh, PCBs, um, polychlorinated, bisonins or something or other, um, are in everything in the United States. It's the, on the, it's what coats the inside of our, our, our canned vegetables. It's what coats the inside of our cosmetics and lotions. Um, this is another thing that is a Monsanto pro, uh, product. <laughs> this, is, this is them, you know, are these PCBs. And they're everywhere. They're in everything that we ingest or put on our body. So I would like to just add, you know, to, to, to the advocacy that's going on there in New Jersey is to um, pay attention, you know, to PCBs because that's part of Monsanto and, and it's absolutely in everything, everything. And it needs to be addressed because it's not just in our food, it's the lining in the cans of the food that we eat. It's in the lining of the of the moisturizers that we put on our body. You know, it's everything. You you just can't even imagine where they're at. They're everywhere. So I would like to just you know add that to your you, you know the the New Jersey advocacy group is to address PCBs in addition, which is also 
Like I yeah, said, go ahead, Ruben. Lisa, I have I have a, a lot of friends in California. If they want to get in touch with you, and they're they're also very very anti uh, Monsanto. Is there is there a website or uh, or email that can get in touch with in touch with you? Because uh, should to, I, um, I can. Is there a place, uh, Doreen, I can post it on the chat? Yes, and um, you can post it also on our website, studentsforabetterfuture.com, as well. Um, and, yes, and you can also send me a, a link, okay, and I will put it up on our radio show. Um, and, and we also have uh, another caller, um, uh Caller 248, do you want to ask a question? Yeah, I want to ask another question. Uh, oh, go ahead. It's, it's illegal mm-hmm. in the United States to have your own private garden. It's illegal. They don't want us to grow our own food. And if we start doing it, I've heard this, they could just come right out and take it. it is that Let's true? I'm sorry, uh, say I'm, that again. I, I, I didn't hear that correctly, I guess. Um, it's, it's illegal it's for the... It's illegal to have your own garden on your own property. They've they got it to where they can stop you from growing your own vegetables. In, in uh, D.C.? You're talking about at, at, the Washington, at the White House? No, I'm talking about anywhere. Michigan. Oh, California. well, that's not that's not true. That's not true. But it's becoming more and more difficult. You know, I, I had a friend of mine that spent three weeks in prison. Um, he had a 400-acre ranch up in Washington, and naturally, you know, he had dug, you know, a pond so his cattle could uh, get water. And because the rain, because it was restricted that rainwater belonged to the government, um, and that he he had illegally captured it, uh, was sent to I'm sorry, not prison, jail, jail for three weeks um, because he had supposedly illegally, because we don't own anything, you guys, we don't own anything above the ground, which is why drones can fly wherever they want, including your backyard. Um, And we don't own anything below the ground with the exception of a few states. Like when I was living in Colorado, I owned what was underneath my property, which was a natural spring, but it was highly unusual. We don't own anything above the ground and below the ground traditionally. So um, we... Because we don't own any of that, we can be fined or we can be sent to jail for collecting rainwater. If that's not true yet for California, but yes. it is true for um, other states. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Folks, we're out of time. Um, Ruben, do, do you want to do well, the closer? I do. Uh, thank you, Doreen. Uh, what I, what I want to say in the closing is that um, – the future of Monsanto can only be very bleak if we as a community and as a as a global community come together and defeat Monsanto and the politicians that are supporting Monsanto. That's it. Yes. 
And, and, and um, I'd like Lisa, to add to that to, to join join with legislation and join with attorneys that are advocating against Monsanto yes. in your communities. Okay. Because uh, you know, add your voice to that because add your name to that. Right. You know, um because it really does take a collective effort. Okay. Um we're and out I will time. post my information. Uh, and, uh, yes. Okay, uh Lisa, um okay. Uh we will certainly have you back. And I'd like to thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you. Um, thank you, Lisa. More, yep. Thank you, Ruben. And for more information on the uh-huh. show, please go to studentsforbetterfuture.com. That's studentsforbetterfuture.com. And we will definitely be doing this topic once again. And stay tuned until next Tuesday when we will be talking about uh, the Armenian Genocide uh, with author Virginia O'Callaghan, who is a survivor of it, and uh, we're doing a double header that night. And you will also be joined by Craig Caro, who uh, will be conquering the internet pornography. So thank you, and have a good night. Thank good you. Night. Well,